It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast season two, episode 81, Assessing the Cubs infield. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on the socials. Of course, we're Fly the W on Twitter, Instagram, and of course on Facebook. You can also email us at flythew670 at gmail.com. And Crowley, I don't know, is it now uh, Gilligan and the Skipper? Is that the uh, the new name of the show hosted by yeah. us if uh, you're listening to the score this morning? Oh, we'll, 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 we'll talk about that. Don't worry. We'll talk about that. But, but, but right now, you know, we got world series baseball is right around the corner and, you know, right around the corner, you know, Dustin, when we look at these teams that are in the, in the world series, you know, you just realize, okay, the Cubs got their work and Jed Hoyer have their work cut out for them, you know? And so I think we have a pretty good idea of what the Cubs need to do and where they can improve it and, and, and other areas where it's something they don't have to worry about, which I think, Again, I think they've made steps since last season, but still not where they need to be just yet. No, they're making steps in the right direction. When we're talking about, very interesting you bring this up, Crowley, and something I wanted to get to in the podcast. So you talked about Jed having and Carter having somewhere they need to get to, right? But the good news is, is that people are saying that the Rangers are about a year or two ahead of schedule. This team lost 100-plus games just two years ago. And now they are in the fall classic. They've made it. They punched their ticket yesterday. So that, that that is something to aspire to, correct? That is something that Cub fans can really look forward to, I think. I agree. And 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 you know, um, and, and and it just shows that it can be done and it can be done the right way. And I think there are some people out there misinterpreting it how the Rangers have done it. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it can be done and hopefully, like I said, we're 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 gonna get there hopefully sooner rather than later. Yep. I mean, again, I think the Cubs this year were a little bit ahead of schedule. So if you're a little bit more ahead of schedule next year, who knows? Again, getting the tournament, everything can happen, especially the way this year's played out. Right. And then, you know, what we're doing here is we're, we're taking a look at, at the areas where the Cubs are strong and then the also the areas of need. And, and the first thing we thought we would look at is the infield. Mm-hmm. And when we're looking at the infield, we're using war, um, which is a stat wins above replacement. It, it, it measures a per, player's value in all facets of the game. So it, it, it tells you how much more wins a player is worth than a replacement level player, a minor leaguer, maybe a free agent, whatever. But what I like about War Dustin is that it looks at batting, base running, fielding, a little bit of everything. So, you know, we thought we would bring this to everyone's attention and just kind of say, okay, well, in this area, we're in pretty good shape. In this area, definitely need improving. And obviously, we got to start off first with first base. Uh, the curse of Anthony Rizzo strikes again, you know, just seems like the Cubs cannot figure out first base since Rizzo left. Dustin, this year, seven different players had starts at first base. Cody Bellinger had the most at 44 games. Trey Mancini, 40. Matt Mervis, 26. Heimer Candelario, 16. Eric Hosmer, 15. Patrick Wisdom, 11. And Jared Young, 10. Those are all games that they started. So when we look at it, the Cubs ranked 24th out of 30 teams at the first base position when looking at war. 
the um, the 0.4 WAR, so slightly slightly above average. And you know, it's just frustrating, Dustin, because it's only slightly better than 2022 when they were 0.1 WAR. That was that combination of Alfonso Rivas, Frank Schwindel, PJ Higgins, Patrick Wisdom, and David Bodie. Wow, you so, think it would be a lot better than that based on who was <laughs> doing the work, right? I mean, that 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 is an ugly group of characters. I mean, no disrespect to those guys, but that's a that's a motley crew if I've ever heard of one at first base. Right. Ideally, on paper, it looked like, you know, the Cubs had kind of covered that area. But, you know, when you take a look at what Bellinger did, when you look at what Mervis, or I'm not sorry, not Bellinger, he's the only one that did any good, but Mancini, Mervis, Hosmer, Wisdom, Young, and Candelario did, you kind of understand why it's better, not that much better. I wonder Uh, what a year of, uh, a full year of like Candelario might look over there. Right. Uh, Trey Mancini was the big free agent signing for the Cubs, Uh, you know, and he didn't have the bounce back year that we thought he hoped for. He slashed 234, 299, 336 with only four home runs, Dustin, and was awful in the field. We remember that big air against the Cardinals in the second game of the London series. He was cut by the Cubs on August 1st. Um, another first base free agent the Cubs signed was Eric Hosmer. Good clubhouse guy, could give Mancini a day off, have Hosmer play first, Mancini DH. That it didn't work out. He slashed 234, 280, 330, and his defense looked awful. He was cut, Dustin, on May 19th. So the Cubs will be paying Mancini $10 million in 2024 and Hosmer $3 million in 2024. Um, part nice of the retirement. Reason- that, that's a nice retirement for both those guys. No, you can't complain about that, right? And, and, and part of the idea behind, especially Hosmer, because he wasn't that expensive. I know $3 million is a lot, but to a ball player, you know, a, a veteran, it's not that much. Um, was to help Matt Mervis adjust to life in the big leagues. Uh, Mervis had 36 home runs in minor league ball in 2022, and the Cubs were hoping that would translate to the bigs. Mervis was called up on May 5th. He would slash 167, 242, 289 with three home runs. Mervis was sent back to Iowa on June 15th. He was never called back up. So, so Dustin, Mancini, said- was, Mancini ended up being a better option than Matt Mervis. Right. Right. And, and, you know, the problem that you have here is, is that, you know, it wasn't until Cody Bellinger got injured in Houston that things start to change, right? He hurts his knee on May 19th and he's on the IL till June 15th. And the decision was made rather than have him run around in the center field, have him play first base. And that kind of solidified that for a little while. And that's why he played 44 games. But Dustin, when when you combine, like I said, the, the amount of starts that Mancini had, which were awful, Mervis, awful. Uh, Hosmer, awful. Wisdom, awful. Jared Young, awful. And then when you throw in Heimer Candelario, who you know played 16 games but was injured for the majority right. of them, it's like barely playing. It's like barely playing, right? With all right, you had 44 good games out of Cody Bellinger, but your other 120 were, were garbage, really. Right. Yeah, that's been a uh, it's been a, it's been a long struggle. You know that makes me think. And, and sometimes when we put these these lists together and we take a look at the numbers, and somebody that I've been ragging on since he left town is Chris Bryant. Um, if the Cubs had paid Chris Bryant even close to what the Rockies had paid Chris Bryant, would you do? I'm I mean I'm shocked he plays first base for the Rockies. I, I really am. Right. I mean. It just, I would have never, I never thought of Chris Bryant as a first baseman. Never. We always, we have that image of him. We have that image of him, you know, with the final out, you know, at third base. Third, left, or right. I mean, third, left, or right. Right. I would not not think of him as a first baseman at all. Right. It it, it was shocking. Um, 
It definitely is a position of need. And when we look at free agents, that's definitely one we're going to have to def- look at. What we're not going to have to look at is second base. No, because no, 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 no. Nope. When the Cubs signed Dansby Swanson, they upgraded two positions defensively. Yes, uh, Dansby and Nico made a great double team combination. They'll be there for years to come. It'll be fun to watch. Nico Horner played 134 games at second. Christopher Morrell, 16. Nick Magical, 7. Miles Masterbony, 5 Ooh. games started. And Patrick Wisdom with two innings at second base, which okay, I had a look at that. I had a look at those numbers again really quick. I'm like, boy, I, I missed Crowley. I'll admit, I, I I saw a lot of Cubs this year, like a lot, not as much as you, but a lot. I, I don't remember the point two innings with Patrick Wisdom. That was um, that base. was during uh, the last weekend of the season. Oh well, that, that's, I think, that's I think, probably that's probably yeah. why I was I was I was fully engaged in football <laughs> at that point. Mm-hmm. Well, it was the Saturday game when they were basically eliminated. So yeah, that's why. Um, you know, that's the Cubs. Were, why. Yeah, you look here differently. The Cubs ranked six out of 30 teams at the second base position when you're looking at war. They had 4.6. You can't ask for much better, but David Ross is going to have to learn when to give him some days off. Nico played 48 games in 2020, 44 games in 2021, 135 games in 2022. And then this year he played a career high in 150, uh, 150 games in 2020. Those are some pretty big jumps pretty quickly. Right. So, you know, I don't know what the plan is going forward for Magical or Christopher Morrell, but whoever's the starter at third, then the bench player should give Nico a breather from time to time. But mm-hmm. the 4.6 war that the, the Cubs put up at second was way better than 2022 when the Cubs ranked 20th out of 30 teams. So that's a big, big jump. That's a 14 team jump on that one. They had a 1.5 war, Dustin, Nick Magical, Christopher Morrell, Jonathan VR, Zach McKinstry, David Bodie, Esteban Kiros. Aldo, um, Angelton Simmons and Ildemargo Vargas all played second in 2022. So clearly a big jump. Nico did great, especially, uh, you know, gold glove finalist. Finalist, yeah, he's a finalist, yeah. right? Yeah. As far as what he did, stealing bases at second, I just feel that there was times where he could have used a breather and he would kind of go into a little bit of slumps. And I think um, using well, him and, a little... you know, the difference too, right, Crowley, from the year before to this year is that these games, there was much more pressure, right? So that also can be obviously something that will wear you out. Right. Absolutely. And those are pressure pack games. And, and, you know, like you, you know, like you said, big, big jump. And, um, you know, another guy that could definitely use some rest as shortstop. The big free agent splash last season was Dan's B Swanson. And he was just as advertised. I, I, we talked to a lot of people about him, you know, amazing on defense, good leadership skills, uh, streaky on base. Um, doesn't take a bunch of days off. The Cubs ranked fifth out of 30 teams at the short top, shortstop position uh, when looking at war with 5.4 war. Dansby started 147 games, Nico 14, Miles Masterbuani 5, and Christopher Morrell started 1. Dansby was nominated for a Golden Glove, so he's a finalist again. Uh, he'll probably win that as he was one of the best, not only the best shortstops, but one of the best defenders in all of baseball. But the Cubs are going to need some bats, preferably at first or third, um, just because you saw the offense that he gave you and it's not, it wasn't, it didn't make your eyeballs pop, right? You know, he slashed in 2022 with Atlanta on his walk year. He slashed 277, 329, 447 with 25 home runs. This season, he slashed 244, 326, 416. So he doesn't walk a lot. That didn't change, but his average dropped about 30 points. And so you could have definitely used some more offense from Dansby, but that's not really his thing. He's one of those guys that that if he's not the premier offensive player, if he's a guy that's batting again fifth or sixth, you're going to be in way better shape. And so I, you know, 
my you my issue to... isn't it's more of the clutch part of it that, that bothers me. That that that's what I would be looking for a little bit more from Dansby is in big situations to be a bit more clutch. Um, you looking at, I, I was looking at the numbers earlier. Yeah, no, that's, that's again, he and Bellinger, he and Bellinger both down the stretch, the combination of those two, not very good in clutch in a clutch stat. I don't have the stat right in front of me, but I remember us talking about that, that the two of them combined in clutch situations down the stretch, not very good. Right. Uh, and, and again, down the stretch, I mean, you couldn't have Cody Bellinger carrying you all six months. You know, he, he carried this team for a long time. As far as at the end, there was a lot of guys that were struggling, but Dansby was struggling. You know, there was a lot of times where he just couldn't get the big hit. So I would say definitely give him some more rest. Again, more day games. Guys played a ton of games, ton of postseason baseball. Of games, yep. mm-hmm. um, I, I, again, I think that Morrell could have been used more to kind of play a lot more second, short, and third. All right. Um, speaking of third, though, Dustin, uh, you know, for most of my life, third base has been a bugaboo position for the Cubs since Ron Santo left. It wasn't until they got Aramis Ramirez that you really had someone solidify that position. And we thought we had it solved with Chris Bryant, but no. Um, you know, there was a lot of starts before the season. If you remember, incumbent Patrick Wisdom was going to start a lot of games. Edwin Rios, those two were going to platoon, right? But uh, that's not how it worked out. Cubs ranked 20th out of 30th at the short at the third base position when you looked at war. Um, 1.1. Nick Magical, 61 games. Patrick Wisdom, 54. Miles Masterbuani, 24. Jaime Candelario, 19. Christopher Morell, 4. And Edwin Rios, only eight innings. So Wisdom started out hot. <laughs> I love these guys that played an eighth innings. of an inning. <laughs> Wisdom started out hot. He hit 10 home runs in April, but then only four in May, zero in June, four in, in July, three in August, two in September. So that just, he just couldn't, you know, and when he doesn't hit, when he hits home runs, when he hits 10 in a month, you'll take the strikeouts, but that that's him hitting eight to 10 home runs a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or even, even seven to eight would, would be doable, but you can't go four, zero, three and, and expect to be, you know, strike out that much. Um, Edwin Rios, like I said, barely touched the field. And once he went to Iowa, he never came back. Although I saw him hit a walk off bomb in Iowa, which was fun. Um, go. Nick Magical, speaking of Iowa, got some experience at third, and he did a serviceable job. He wasn't a gold glover. He's never going to get hit for power, but, you know, he did fine. But fine is not good enough, like I said, when you had Dansby with his struggles, Ian Happ had some struggles, and you you needed some power from some of these um, first from the corner spots there, and you thought you solved the problem when you got Heimer Candelario for DJ Herz and Kevin Made at the trade deadline. But, you know, he started out really good, but then he had a back injury and he went on the IL, so we never got to see a chance what he could do. You're asking about first. Third is another question about that. Um, before we'll, we get to catcher, Crowley, before we get to catcher, I got a question. Yeah. yeah. Of the two posi- of the two corner spots, because obviously up the middle is set and set for at least probably five years. Um, on the corners, which one do you think is more important and which one do you think they can fix faster? I think you could always fix first base faster. I think third base is, is always trickier. You want to get a good fielder and a guy that has some power. Again, I brought up Aramis Ramirez. You saw what Christopher Bryant did, you know, Chris Bryant. I mean, those guys did amazing to, to get the power. And, and that I, I think a lot of times in first base, I don't want to say it's not as demanding as a position. We've had a lot of great first basemen in our lifetimes, but sometimes you can find guys and what you really just need is a guy that can really, you know, just catch the ball and hit the ball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
so that's where I would say that that third base to me is 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 more important right now than than first, you know. And but again, I need a guy with power too. I need a guy that. Have, so what's the answer? Like, I mean, we okay. So now we we've identified you, you, of the two. Do you have an answer at third? I mean, is there? I'm gonna once the World Series ends and we see who opts out and we see what decisions are made. That's when you kind of start to look at these things. But because I'm saying Be- Bellinger, Bellinger's not a third baseman. That that no. he's definitely not a third baseman. So that that's you know I'm saying if you're spending money or making a trade, you know uh, the polar bear, he he's not a third baseman, right? So you're no. talking about trade. So it, I'm just saying like. And then, you know, anybody on the roster even make you a, a little bit comfortable? I mean, would would Christopher Morell need to be taking like a thousand grounders a day at third base to get you even somewhat on board with that idea? Well, I think we're going to be able to talk about that in, in the second segment when we have some of the Cubs news. I, there, right. that, there's something popping up there that, that may interest you. All um, right, let's talk but- about catcher then, Crowley. Let's move to catcher. All righty, with Wilson Contreras going back to boring old St. Louis, Jan Gomes was given the starting <laughs> catcher gig, uh, and he had a terrific year. The Cubs great ranked year, great year. Yeah, he ranked nine, the Cubs catching tandem ranked nineteenth out of thirty teams. Um, wins above replacement one point one. Jan Gomes ninety two games. Tucker Barnhart eh, thirty seven games. Miguel Amaya thirty three, and Luis Torrens had four. Remember, I'm the surprised Cubs- that Amaya and Barnhart were that close together. That surprises me. Yeah, and 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 Terenz, you know, you remember the Cubs opened the season yeah, with three catchers, and we catchers. were wondering what is going on there. Head scratcher, but they thought maybe Gomes was a little bit old, and Tucker wasn't good enough. And I, right, and and Gomes was fantastic as always behind the plate, but it was a hitter that impressed a lot of people. He yep. slashed two sixty seven, three fifteen, four oh eight with ten home runs and sixty three RBIs, and easily hit and clutch too. Crawley, that's the thing about Gomes; he was hitting in the clutch very often. Absolutely. And it was his best offensive year since 2019 for Tucker Barnhart. Didn't go as well. He was slashing 202, 285, 257. He was cut from the team on August 20th. The reason they cut him was because of the emergence of one-time top prospect, Miguel Amaya. Amaya was on the fast track to become the successor to Wilson Contreras. He represented the Cubs in the future game in 2018 and 2019, but then COVID and injuries impacted his trajectory in the organization. You had the canceled 2020 season. Then he had Tommy John surgery. Then when he came from back, he had a fracture on his, he had an injury on his left foot. So he didn't play much in three years, but he did well against the Smokies. He was great behind the plate. He just needs to work on his hitting because you can't expect um, uh, Gomes to replicate that season. You need Amaya to kind of start uh, being able to hit big league pitching. So we'll see what happens there. We will see. that. That's going to be interesting. I don't think we can sit here and expect Jan Gomes to have the same type of year, but I think another year of Amaya, I think that would be a good thing. Uh, you know, almost maybe a 50-50 split, Crowley. Right. You're looking to start transitioning and see what happens. So mm-hmm. I could live um, with that. I could live with a 50-50 split of Amaya and, and Jan Gomes. I don't think they need to do a whole lot of tinkering back there. And if you and even if you want to go 60-40, that's another sure. option as well. And maybe, you know and I mean? maybe at that point it's 60-40 who's ever doing a better job, right? Exactly. Yeah. Play the hot hand. 